Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for choosing to listen to The Other Perspective. Today, I have a guest, Dr. R.T. Kreivik. She's a scientist, a mom, and a Democratic council member in New Jersey. Um, she immigrated to the U.S. when she was 11 years old with her parents and her two younger brothers, and she's running for Congress in New Jersey District 5. So I'm actually a fellow on her campaign, and it's been the most amazing experience. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. And really, thank you for volunteering with the campaign and being a fellow. You've been amazing. And um, and all of the fellows and uh, volunteers on our campaign really just give me life. Y'all are so energetic and enthusiastic. It's, it's amazing. Thank you. It's been really great working for you. So I actually purposely kept my introduction brief today because I wanted to give you a chance to introduce yourself. So can you tell us a little bit more about who you are? Sure. Um, I think you did all the basics. <laughs> I'm a neuroscientist by training my entire life. I thought I was going to be a scientist. That's, that was my dream. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to make that dream come true. I And um, I did research. I taught. I was research programs director for a small nonprofit. I was um, looking, helping to fund research for a cure for a very rare disease. Um, and all of that has been very fulfilling in my life. I'm also a mom. I have uh, two sons who are now 14 and 12. This entire time, you know, that has been fulfilling in multiple different ways for me. Um, but the Trump election really showed me that the kind of activism I was doing before, um, being interested in invested in political causes, really just wasn't enough. And I needed to do a lot more than I had been doing before, which is why I stepped up and I marched. I organized a grassroots group here in Glenrock, and I ran for council because I thought change had to begin at the local level. I really invested in that idea. Um, and I won. I won because of a group of volunteers that came together believing in these values that we all care about. And I was able to reach out to folks in my in my town. Um, I became the first non-white council member in town history. Um, and I've been really proud of the work I've done over the past three years, um, focusing on climate change, focusing on inclusion and um, mental health initiatives um, while being the chair of budget and finance over the past three years. At the same time, I was expecting my Congress member to be fighting the same way I was fighting on the local level, right? creating the kind of change that we needed to create. And it is not just disappointing, but really a betrayal of my values as person that I supported through two election cycles really doesn't represent um, the kinds of values we need. Um, and more dangerously than that, he completely obstructs a lot of things that we need to get done, um, which is why I'm running now. That's a great reason to run. And I know you did mention before that in Glen Ross, you guys were able to achieve 100% clean energy. That's really cool. So one of the initiatives I'm proudest of at the local level is that we have 100% clean energy for all residences at default. So folks can opt out of it if they want to, but at default, their electricity that's coming into your house is 100% clean renewable energy. And that I'm really proud of because this is the kind of thinking that we need on a larger scale to really make change happen. 
Absolutely. I think that ties into the fact that you have a PhD in neuroscience. So how does having that unique background of being a scientist help you in in politics and how will it help you if you're elected to Congress? Oh, that's a great question. So being a scientist really is much more than just a job to me. To me, it's just a way that I've been trained to think. And what that means is that I rely on data. I rely on facts, um, on truth to make decisions. But the skill of being a scientist and part of what is important uh, when you become a scientist is really also being able to question assumptions, right? Where is this data coming from? Are you asking the right questions? Have you included the variables that you need? What have you decided is important or not important, right? And I think both of those things are really incredibly important. When we are making policy decisions, whether we're talking on a council level, um, a town level, or most importantly, on a congressional level, given that we are in the middle of a pandemic that is unfortunately plateauing instead of decreasing as time goes by, given that we are looking at both a public health crisis and also in the middle of a burgeoning economic crisis that is only going to get worse. And given the fact that our response to this crisis has been bungled awfully by the White House, by, by the president, you really need people in Congress who are going to be able to not just make decisions based on data and led by science, but also understand what we need to do in the future to advocate for a more sustainable and resilient future for all of us. And I think that bringing that to the table is vitally important for our democracy. I would be, shockingly, I, when I win, I would be only the first female PhD scientist in Congress. We should, these are not the barriers that we should still be breaking, right? And when you look at how male-dominated politics is, right, we have had, um, even with this huge wave of progressive women that we've had, there are still, right now, less than 9% of women in Congress are not white. It's a change. Yeah. Definitely. I know you're running as a progressive, and I know that there are certain issues that are really important to you. So what are the issues that matter the most to you and why? Well, especially given the pandemic that we're in, you know, the healthcare crisis is now more important than ever. It's something that I have thought was important for a very long time. Um, it has been a cornerstone of my campaign from pre-COVID-19 days. Um, as a medical researcher, as somebody whose who spouse is a frontline healthcare worker, you know, I see what the for-profit healthcare model has done. It means that more Americans are dying, are sick, or bankrupt because of a lack of care. In the richest country in the world, this should never be the case. I think that we need, we absolutely, absolutely need single-payer healthcare system. We need healthcare for all. We need Medicare for all. We need to move towards that, and we need it yesterday. You know, with the pandemic, in our community in Bergen County, we have so many people who've been affected, right? We were the epicenter in New Jersey um, for a number of months. I know neighbors. I know friends who thankfully have recovered, but neighbors who've been in hospital for months on end who are now facing long-term care are really worried about how they're going to pay for it. And it's literally tens of thousands of dollars. And we should not be worried 
that we are going to go bankrupt because of medical bills. And it's just getting worse. You know, we haven't even talked about people who have routine healthcare issues. The healthcare system and how broken it is and how we know what we can do to fix it, um, but we need the political will to get there. And that is a huge issue that I'm fighting for. The other is the climate crisis. You know, I told you I focus on climate change and on the local level. You know, being a scientist, being a mom, being frankly a human being these days, the climate crisis is something that all of us should be concerned about. It's here. We are in New Jersey, the third fastest warming state in the entire country. We know that this translates to things that are occurring on an everyday basis. We can't have political leaders who stick their head in the sand, pretend that this doesn't exist, and who don't have the courage to fight for bold action on climate. Given the pandemic, given the economic crisis, the only way that we are going to come out of this with a more sustainable, more resilient future is when we adopt the Green New Deal framework and we go and get green jobs, that we shift to a fossil fuel-free future, that we have a federal job guarantee. These are the kinds of things, these are the kinds of policies that we need to push for to make sure that we take care of people and our planet moving forward. And finally, the last thing that I'm really passionate about is making sure we don't have corporate money in politics. Undue influence of corporate money has been, has stymied so many policies over decades. We know this. We've seen evidence of this with climate change, with lots of other policies that are frankly really what we need um, to secure our social safety net. But because of the outpouring and influence of corporate money, it really hasn't gone anywhere. Citizens United was worst thing to happen to American politics. We need to not just end it, but we need to move to amend it. The only way we're going to have that happen is when we have political leaders who not only say this, but literally put their money where their mouth is. That means not taking corporate PAC donations, not taking fossil fuel money. I'm the only candidate that is refusing both corporate PAC donations and fossil fuel money. This is in stark contrast to my opponent who get millions of dollars from corporate PACs has been getting millions of dollars from corporate PACs for years. He is he's the only member of Congress who has the most amount of donations from private equity firms, more than any other member of Congress. And at the end of the day, this is reflected in the kind of voting history and who he's fighting for, right? So he's trying to roll back Dodd-Frank regulations. Uh, in the middle of the pandemic, he was out there trying to bail out his direct campaign donors and their their companies, essentially, um, which are predatory lenders, instead of actually helping the people of North Jersey. Um, so it's very clear what happened. So those three things are something that I'm most passionate about, that I know most Americans care about, right? Most folks in North Jersey care about. And we really need to make sure that we have change happen on all three fronts, if not more. Yeah, definitely. I remember my first time doing donor research, I was shocked at some of the amounts that like people gave to Citizens United and all that stuff. Yeah, I remember specifically like somebody gave $25,000 and I was like, is that even allowed? Yeah. Yeah. Like in terms of climate change also, I think it's a very important issue for my generation, especially because we're going to be the ones bearing the brunt of what's going to happen with climate change and the way Earth is like heating up. So that's definitely an issue that I know people in my generation care about. And also for future generations because that's something that's not just going to affect people today. It's going to be affecting people like in the future. So I think we do need people in Congress who care about these issues and Medicare for all as well. I think we do need more people who care about other people and not about like money, which yeah. is why, like you said, corporate influence in politics needs to go. So, yeah, I think your perspective, sorry to interrupt, I was just going to say, I really appreciate your perspective on that 
especially with the climate crisis, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, the young people have been leading the march, right? I'm, I'm so honored um, and thrilled that I have the support of the National Sunrise Movement. Um, but I also see that in young people like you uh, in North Jersey, where they're demanding change. Um, and part of me, a huge part of me, is thrilled and amazed um, at you all. But mixed in with that is, frankly, sheer shame for adults who haven't done enough for people who've been here for a long time, who just haven't done enough and are leaving, are potentially leaving a planet that is worsening where people are not willing to make those changes. Um, so from perspective of having children who are 14 and 12 and really thinking about where they're going and what kind of future that they have, that you all have, you know, I think it's a moral imperative on all of us to do a lot more than what we're doing right now. Absolutely. Thank you so much for fighting for this and for Medicare for All as well. I do remember lobbying Congress for that. There was a mm -hmm. bill that was going to be passed by Pramila Jayapal, I believe, a year ago. Mm -hmm. I don't think it went through, but the more progressives we have in Congress who care about these issues, the more likely it will be that important bills like that will be passed. So you did mention being endorsed by the National Sunrise Movement, and that's really, really cool. I know you also got some other major endorsements, like an endorsement from Congresswoman Ayanna Presley and from Senator or Bernie Sanders. So how did it feel to get these really cool endorsements? Uh, it's been amazing and thrilling, I have to say. And what I feel when we get these endorsements is really that it reflects the grassroots strength of our campaign, right? It's about you. It's about our fellows. It's about our volunteers. It's about our supporters who are coming out and showing people in North Jersey that we're building this movement that, frankly, is so much bigger than this campaign, right? It is not just about one campaign. It is about changing and demanding what we deserve and what we need, which is a lot more than either establishment parties, you know, establishment folks and parties have really been giving us. And so for me, it reflects the viability of our campaign. It reflects how critically important it is that what we're doing. Um, and, I, and it reflects the strength of our supporters. I will tell you, and I'm sure you, you all, whoever is listening, and you, talking about yourself, have seen this. You know, people say no all the time, especially to women, especially to women of color. Um, they say, oh, you need to wait your turn. They say, oh, this campaign, for me, they said all of those things, plus the fact that they said this campaign was never going to get off the ground, that we were never going to be able to, you know, get any leverage. And look at where we are now, almost a year later, with the kind of attention and the kind of endorsements and the kind of movement that we're building. So it's just a reflection that we are doing the right thing. Um, and that's what gives me um, really the biggest thrill out of all of it. Absolutely. And for anyone listening to this, we actually would love to have people volunteer or be on the fellow team. So I'm going to be linking the website as rt4congress.com slash volunteer. I'm going to be linking the website to sign up to volunteer. I do have just a few more questions for you. So what advice would you have for young adults who are possibly looking to run for Congress in the future? And I know you touched a little bit upon this. So uh, if, you're, if you're thinking about politics, yes, absolutely. I think all of you should join. You should do you should be involved. You should take that power because it's there. You should own it. You should um, get involved at whatever level um, that you possibly can. Um, that includes going to your local board of ed. 
That includes going to your local council meetings and, and, you know, going on from there. I think that clearly I have clear indication that you don't have to have political experience your entire life to go into politics. But I think for you all, it's imperative that politics is, especially now, um, is, you know, a regular part of what you do. So I would say, yes, absolutely, you should be involved. You should educate yourself. You should make sure that you vote. That is one of the most important things, and you should encourage everybody else that you know who is eligible to vote. Um, that is where the power comes from. That is where the power stays. And um, I cannot stress that enough. And um, I will echo what you said just now. Look, if anybody's out there who's interested in knowing what it's like to uh, volunteer on a campaign, to be part of a community that we're building, we have 11 days left to go in the election. We'd love to have you on board. There's lots of phone banking, lots of text banking that we need to do to get the vote out. And trust me, it is it is inspiring to be in this community that you've created, Fatima, and that all your other fellows have created because it makes a big difference. Uh, it inspires everybody else who comes on the team. Um, so I would highly encourage folks to do that. So all of my advice is boiled down to just do it. Just get involved. It is very easy. Um, it is, and your voice is incredibly important. We need you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And one more question. I just wanted to ask, what's been your favorite part of the campaign so far? Oh, easily. Easily meeting, um, having the team of supporters and the fellows and volunteers that we have. That is absolutely 100% by far and and away the best part of this campaign. It's, you know, it's getting to know people like you. Um, It's getting to know other folks who, you know, didn't, who felt so alone in North Jersey or folks who have just, you know, started thinking about the kinds of issues that we're thinking about and we have we have some of the best supporters anywhere um and we definitely have the best fellows i'm gonna i'm gonna throw down on that one for any other anyone else who's listening so that's definitely been the best part about it absolutely absolutely and i've really enjoyed being a fellow and working with a team of over 100 really really cool people so good luck on july 7th if you live in nj5 make sure you vote for dr arty krabik on your ballot i will link the website in the description in the description. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much. This is really fun. I appreciate you doing this. And really, I appreciate you and everything that you're doing. And everyone who's listening, absolutely vote. If you're an NJ5, I hope you vote for me. If you're not, please do your research and vote. It's imperative that you do so. Be part of the process. And if you'd like to volunteer for us, she's going to drop the link in. Please come on board. Thank you. So, this episode was actually filmed on June 27th, which is 11 days before Dr. R.T. Krybeck unfortunately lost to Josh Gottheimer. I was very disappointed to hear that because she was a great candidate who fought for great things. But what came out of this race is the idea that all of the fellows were fighting for, and so was everybody else who supported the campaign which was to fight for values and to fight for people instead of money, which was really important. Again, thank you so much for choosing to listen to this, and I hope you'll continue to listen to The Other Perspective.